Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in. This is Overtime here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the radio.com app. My name is Chris Unocero. No Jillian Carroll in this afternoon. It's just me and my producer, Julio Sanchez. How's it going, buddy? He's finally back. You're finally back. Well, you've been I gone mean, for like a month, you. essentially. I missed you. I don't think you missed me. You didn't text me. You didn't... You, you promised that you would send me and Jillian some pictures when you uh you went to Miami, right? I did. You were taking your talents to South Beach for a week, and I didn't get not one picture. I don't I, think you missed me that I, much. Uh, I really didn't take too many pictures. I was more concerned with uh, watching the Chiefs play, yeah, drinking a lot, and being on the beach, <laughs> and being shirtless. Yeah. Likens. yeah, yeah, no, you you did not really miss us. I don't, I can't imagine I if you were in, it, actually, I can't imagine if you were in that. South Beach, you you really missed us like that because uh, the weather up here was not too great except for last weekend, and uh, you've been enjoying some great weather down there, and uh, obviously now that you are back, you are now part of the Chiefs' kingdom that is celebrating uh, a very amazing end to the fifty-year Super Bowl championship drought. As we now have a Super Bowl victory in hand. So how does it feel, Julio, to be a fan of a Super Bowl championship team? Because we didn't get to you didn't get to be on with me and Jillian after the after the game last week. You know, I, I don't know if it's fully kind of soaked in even even still. I, I went to the parade. I did all that stuff. But even still, it's just like, man, it's just so surreal. I Can I be full, you know, full disclosure here? Yeah, I moved here in 2003. I was a Buffalo Bills, a Bills fan. fan. I'm, from, I'm from Buffalo, Buffalo area. So I was a Bills fan, converted to a Chiefs fan. So I have not gone through the struggle like most have, but I'll, I still appreciate it all the same. And man, it's just still so surreal. Yeah, it, it didn't. You know, it I, it didn't really feel real until you started to see like ESPN teasing the uh, the parade going into the uh, going into Wednesday, and they're like, "Oh, we'll have live." footage of the championship parade for the Chiefs after, you know, during the uh during Sports Center this afternoon. And, you know, then you you tune in. I was tuning in and watching this live and it was just it was really surreal seeing the players on the stage, seeing them them the fans chant for Andy as he came out onto the stage and he got to celebrate and revel in that greatness, even though he's tried his damnedest to disassociate himself from all the praise that he's been getting and all the people being like, yeah, we did this for Andy. We wanted to win this for Andy. He's tried his best to, to, to stay away from that because he's trying to remain humble. He doesn't want to seem like this is all about himself, but Andy definitely has been the star of all this. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes 
during the he Patrick Mahomes was extra froggy uh, after during that parade when they went on the stage and he uh, he did that speech for everyone. He sounded a, he was really really froggy there. Here is Patrick Mahomes' speech on the stage. He sounded absolutely terrible. He sounded like I did a year ago when I was sick. Here is Patrick Mahomes talking about giving his speech to the fans as they celebrated winning one for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. Y'all got to stay with me. My voice is already almost gone, and y'all know I don't have too much already. When I became the starter for Kansas City, the first thing I wanted to do was bring the Lamar Hunt Trophy back to Kansas City, back to this organization. And the second most important thing I wanted to do was get the Lombardi Trophy for the greatest coach of all time, Andy Reid, baby. This season, the adversity we deal with, with the injuries, I mean, my knee was in the side of my leg. But we still went back, and we won the Super Bowl. We the champs, baby. Hey, credit to my teammates. We did this thing. And I'm going to leave the best for my boy Travis Kelsey who's going last. Love y'all. Thank you. So he he brought it a little bit, but he's trying. To, he was trying to save himself. He sounded absolutely terrible there. He didn't That's, slur his words at all. He did not slur. And you could, if you watch video, he was he was putting him down. He was partying. Later words on Twitter, people were talking about how much he was drinking, and he said that he got he has to give credit to his time playing for uh, Texas Tech over in Lubbock, Texas, because he did a lot of drinking there, apparently. But uh, the guy that was really I, – I don't know if he was the most drunk, because there was a lot of drunk people on that stage. But I don't he, know if anyone was more drunk than Patrick. Kelsey was pretty bad. Here's Travis Kelsey. At the, I'm not playing the whole speech because it's like three minutes. I don't want to sit here and listen to that. because it, was, it wasn't a great speech, but he was hyped. Here's Travis Kelsey the very end. As you can tell, he is very, very sloshed. Every single touchdown, every single point we score at Arrowhead is going to end with the anthem. And y'all got to help me say it right here. One last time for 2019, 2020 world champions. You got to fight for your right to party. Believe it. I love y'all. He sounded like me at the, he sounded like me at towards the end of the night uh, after they won the Super Bowl. Cause I had been doing so much yelling during the game that my voice was, was it, it, I was all right throughout the show, but towards the end of the show, like I, I was starting to lose my voice. I was doing so much yelling during the game, mostly yelling at Patrick because uh, all the because he was he was he was not good in that third. First quarter. three quarters were pretty brutal. Yeah, the first half he was all right, but that third quarter was awful. And in the beginning of that fourth quarter, I was I was very angry at our quarterback Patrick Mahomes. So I, but it was really cool seeing them go out there and and have that celebration. Seeing Kansas City go out there and celebrate it because I, I I'll tell you this, and I you went to the you went to the parade, right, Julio? I did. Why were why yeah. were you not there? I was not there. I, I me and me and Jillian talked about this when we did the uh, when we did the post Both the extended post game. Well, Jillian wasn't gonna be on there because she's. In Wichita, she's not about to drive up here. She she wanted to, but they she had to work. Shame I, on both of you. No, I I was not about to be there in that cold. It's out there at six thirty in the morning. I saw that six thirty. I saw that, and I was like, hell no. 
I'm not. Wasn't that bad, man? Put your not big boy pants doing on. Doing that? No. Like if I could walk around, I'm years. cool because I could warm my blood up. I'm not standing around for hours watching people drive through on these uh on these little buses or floats and and in cars, and they're just some of them just walking down the street. I'm not doing that. I'm not standing in the cold. I I'd say this. I Such promised myself I wouldn't Such do that after because I went to a Colts game. It was Chiefs and Colts, 2013. It was like it snowed the day before. It was probably in the teens, maybe the twenties that day, and I was freezing my ass off. I couldn't feel my toes in the uh, in the first middle of the first quarter. It was that cold out there. And I was like, I'm not ever going to hang out in the cold like this ever again. Yeah, but you're comparing a regular season game against the Colts yeah. to a I mean, Super Bowl parade that you've waited 50 years for. I, that is worth suffering for. No, I that watched it. I watched it on TV. Worth it was, suffering. It was very comfortable. I watched it on you're TV at work. You're the worst. I just had my phone on. I was over typing away, doing some work, and I had it on my phone. It was, it's not fair weather. It's just nice weather fan. I was like, I'm, I'll celebrate them with the I weather's nice. There. That was well played. I wasn't very well played. <laughs> but it was really cool seeing that. But there was a, a issue that some nitpicky fans had with this celebration as there were some people on social media that were angry at the Chiefs and the Chiefs players because here we go. there were... There was alcohol out in the open and being consumed as they were going on the parade route and certainly on that stage there. Uh, obviously, we know that there were a lot of drunk players out there. Patrick Mahomes sounded absolutely – he sounded the worst I've heard him since the draft, probably worse than the draft, and he was really froggy there. We know Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's a partier. He gets down. I You disagree on the stuff that, that he looks like he's, he's – he, as far as like the stuff he likes to drink, uh, we got into a disagreement on this back back in the summer when I said that he he looks like he he'd be down with like Bacardi or Ciroc or something like that, and I got killed for it because everyone's saying that's a girl drink, but he was drinking plenty of beer, probably some champagne. He was, I mean, you saw that video where him like and guy. him and Sausage were pouring uh, was it Bud Light or whatever on the on the uh, side of the Lombardi and drinking off of it. Beer, bang, beer bonging off the Lombardi. Yeah. So there were a lot of people that were really angry about the fact that he uh, that he and a lot of other players were openly consuming alcohol in public. Now, apparently the city and, and everyone had said, hey, we don't want the fans out here drinking alcohol in public, which is a good idea. You cannot you have, have that many. It. it doesn't mean you have to enforce it. You cannot was, have that many drunk ass people case. out there at the parade. I think that was a great idea. You want to get drunk before? Sure. I don't think that there should be people, especially with all those people out there. I don't know. They didn't, I don't think they released the official number yet. At least if they did, I didn't see it. But it. I mean, you're talking about, I don't know, close to a million, if not more than a million people there. That's going to be a mess to clean up. So I don't blame them for that. But. A lot of people are angry at the players consuming alcohol in public because, oh, we had children there, and these players are role models. Like, Well, let me tell you this. There was a lot more being consumed than just alcohol. Yes. At, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm crowd. sure. Oh, I know. <laughs> a lot more. Oh, when you get oh, crowds oh like that big, oh, yeah, there's a lot more than, than simply alcohol being consumed at those events. Strong odors. Oh, yeah. We'll oh, just I, say that. Oh, I've been to plenty of concerts. Like, that. I went to a 3 and 11. pretty much I went what to it was like. 311 in Sublime back in 2011. There was some strong odors over there at Sandstone. So I know what you talk about. But it's the funny thing is, is, if you watch any of these football games, there are, is alcohol commercials all over. 
There are people drinking alcohol over. If you take your kid to a Chiefs game, there are plenty of fans just as bad as those players were on that stage That's and on those th- buses. Have you ever been to a Chiefs game? Why do you think it was going to be any different? It's going to be different. worse. If it's anything. worse. I mean, all so you dumb. S- when you go out to Arrowhead for any Chiefs game, all you smell is barbecue and alcohol. That's and all you smell. Juana. No, I've never. I've never. What? I've never, not at a Chiefs at game. A Chiefs game tailgating? No, never. Never. You're doing it wrong, my friend. I've never seen anybody. Every maybe, time I maybe, go. Maybe it's, it's some secret tailgates that I haven't I haven't been privy to, but I've been Lot to plenty J. of tailgates out they there. They do it right. And Lot J. I was in Lot J during the Raiders game. I didn't see anybody doing that. <laughs> I, they must have been hitting it. I was like, oh, he's the cop. <laughs> but I was over there and nothing. I saw no, no, actually, no, that's not true. I did. That, that is true. Yeah. I remember yeah. now. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, there was. There was a person over there. That had it. He offered it to me. I was like, sorry, I got to work. But... But yeah, it was it was funny because there were people complaining about it and I was like, no, you cannot complain about this if you've ever taken your kid to a Chiefs game or if you've ever had your kid watch one of these games where you see alcohol being openly consumed. We just saw what was it the um the Texans game where Big Fish, Eric Fisher did the stone cold beer celebration Amazing. after he's after Amazing. Blake Bell scored that touchdown. He did it at the parade too. He did it. Oh, of course he did. And, and uh, Chris Jones did it too. I think like all there's so much alcohol at these events and you're going to nitpick because these players are out here doing it on the parade stage. Well, here's my thing too. If, if your kids were that negatively influenced by what they saw at the parade by the, from the players, you maybe need to rethink and reevaluate the way you parent. Exactly. You have the discussion then, but yeah, it should not have that big of an impact on your child. I grew, I grew up in South Kansas city. Anybody who knows anything about like the Ruskin Heights area knows that that's a rough area. I was privy to plenty of drug deals. They would go on in the bathrooms when I'd go in there and use the restroom. Plenty of dice games that were that were held in the bathrooms there. There's a lot of I bad influences there. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If you do your job as a parent and make sure that they don't fall privy to those influences, you ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about your kid becoming an alcoholic or whatever because some football players drank during a parade as they were celebrating winning a championship at the sport that they dedicated After their lives 50 to. Years. After 50 years of the city not having one. If you do your job as a parent, you ain't got to worry about your kid being privy to those influences like that. If I can make out of Ruskin Heights with all the gangs and drugs <laughs> and whatnot, I, your kid can survive watching some football players drink some Bud Lights or whatever the hell other alcohol they were drinking at a parade one time. Maybe it happens next year. But you you can do it. I, I, trust me, as a parent, your kid can survive. I guarantee you, you can do your job as a parent to make sure that doesn't happen. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you whether it's likely that Mahomes signs a team-friendly contract that keeps the band together. Oh, I bet you were there were a lot of there were there were some select listeners that were angry about hearing the uh, the guys on uh, Cody and Gold doing play by play on all the alcohol that was consumed at this parade on Wednesday. 
It's just hilarious. I I loved it, too. I thought it was hilarious, and I just think it's funny. (laughs) You know people are going to be angry about something about that. Alcohol, the violence, or whatever. Get the hell out of here. I'll tell you what, after watching Pat catch that uh, that beer on on the top of the bus and chug it. Oh, yeah. Play wide receiver, probably. Hey, he could do whatever he wants. He could do whatever he wants. It was funny. Uh, me and uh, me and Dusty were talking about this before we went on the air. Dusty Dusty caught a lot of heat for uh, talking trash about the XFL. Whoa. People watching oh, the XFL. He called the, the people simpletons, happy. which I wouldn't describe them as simpletons. I would describe them as junkies. Because uh, if you're watching the X, like we're, I got the XFL on in both the televisions here in the studio. It's entertaining, man. I don't think it's that entertaining. I think it's pretty entertaining so far. I don't think it's that entertaining. Like it's like. It's not great. You have to appreciate it for what it is, man. This is the this it's is the, the maxion. It's the maxion of, of professional football. Yes, it's the exactly. Mac of prof- it's the Sun Belt, the Mountain West of professional football. And like I'm not watching that stuff if I if I have free time. Like I watched it before because I was like, eh, I'll check it out. But like I'm not gonna like make time to watch the XFL. Like if you're a real junkie, if you're making time to watch the XFL after this weekend, because everybody's gonna check it out this weekend just to see what it is. But once you see what it is and you realize it ain't that great, then, you know, most of those people are going to tune out. That's what happened with the AAF last year, too. So I want to get into the Patrick Mahomes contract talk. Uh, A lot of people now, this is the dominating conversation here in Kansas City. Now that we are having the time of our lives being Super Bowl champions, but also thinking about the future of the organization past 2019-2020, The question is, what is this team going to do with Patrick Mahomes for the long term? Now we're asking the question, what kind of contract is Patrick Mahomes going to get? Clark Hunt has talked about this. He said that they were going to try within the next 12 to 15 months to work out a deal that works for both both organization and player, which he's going to say that. He's pretty by the book about that. So that's obviously what he's going to say. But. The thing is, is fans are trying to convince themselves that Patrick Mahomes is different, that he's different from the top quarterbacks in the league as they are taking their big time contracts and making it difficult for the coach and the general manager to keep the team together and to try to get all of these contracts in place so that they have talent around that quarterback to continue winning. Uh, There's been the talk all week on all different media sources, ESPN, Fox Sports, et cetera, et cetera. Here's Dominic Foxworth on Get Up from ESPN talking about the likelihood that Mahomes gets the kind of contract that would be market value versus whether or not he should take a team-friendly deal to keep the group together. And I think that Patrick Mahomes' value, like it supersedes his value as a quarterback to the Kansas City Chiefs because he is such a talented player and is on his way to being such a popular player that his existence impacts the value of the league, the value of the TV deals we can sell. So I think that he should get tons of money. Maybe the NFL and the league office should put together a separate package to give to him because he is getting to that LeBron James status. However, and my agent, last time we talked about this, my football agent, Brian Mackler, called me and yelled at me because I made an argument for why he should take 
take less money. I don't think he should take less money because I think he's good enough to win Super Bowls with less talent around him. However, if you could guarantee that he wins two more Super Bowls, I think he should take $10 million a year because he would. if he wins three Super Bowls, he goes down as the best quarterback in NFL history. And the amount of money and prestige that he gets from being in that place is so much more than making a short-term investment, leaving some money on the table. So now there are tons of fans weighing in on this. I've been all over Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. And look, we know what the opinions are of Chiefs fans because Chiefs fans are going to want Mahomes to do what's in the best interest of the team, which in turn is going to be in the best interest of them as fans because they get to see this team win long term. But that doesn't mean that the players are going to see it the same way. Here's Frank Clark. Frank Clark was on first take. I think this was yesterday. And he was asked and answered very briefly about the contract situation for Mahomes and what Mahomes should do in regards to taking less money or getting his market value. I got to ask you this one, man, because you got your money. And I know in the locker room, unwritten rule, you can't count other people's dollars. Simple as that. But the stats show if Pat Mahomes does take the big bag, it's going to be hard to keep around dudes like your boy Chris Jones and other players on the Chiefs defense. If you're in Mahomes' position, what's your move? Uh, I feel like, I feel like um, you got to do what's best for yourself at the end of the day. Um, it's a business. So I feel like you're doing what's best for yourself. Um, getting what you deserve is important. So basically, this is a battle between player versus fan and organization. Fan wants Patrick Mahomes to take the, and the team does, they want to take the the team-friendly deal so that they can get the best possible financial situation to retain talent that they have on the team versus Mahomes and other players who, we don't know what Mahomes' position is, but I think we probably do. And all the other players, which are like, get your money, get that bag, because you don't know how long you're going to be able to get it. I understand fans having the position that they have, but let's Let's just be honest here. The only quarterback in modern history that is taking less money to keep the team together is Tom Brady. And a lot of people are like, well, Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. Tom Brady's wife, her net worth is double what his is. I looked this up earlier. I was shocked. I I knew she was richer than him. I think we all know Giselle Bunchen has more money than Tom Brady does. I didn't realize how much more money she had. His, his, his net worth is $180 million. Her net worth is $360 million. She is literally twice as rich as he is. So why would we use that as an example to say, Oh, well, if Tom Brady do it, did it, then Patrick Mahomes did it. That's a completely different situation. You don't have to bring as much money home if your wife is bringing twice is worth twice as much as you are. It's cool for you to take a pay cut and help the team out and have more prof- professional success if your personal life is good because your wife is richer than you are. That's not the same situation that Mahomes is in. Mahomes has never gotten a taste of that sweet, sweet, big contract. He ain't got the big bag yet. He hasn't got that, that check with all those zeros on it like that. He's still on his rookie deal. I think he made, what, $5 million this past season? Now think about it. He, a lot of people are projecting he's going to make somewhere between 37 to $40 million on his next contract, which would be far and away the richest contract ever handed out to an NFL player by far. And I'm, if we're going to 
guesstimate here on the on the uh, on the um, guaranteed money. It's probably going to be what 60, 70 percent of it. So we're looking at 120 to 100 million. Uh, I mean, 140 million being guaranteed on maybe a 200 million dollar contract, though. I think it was um, I think it was Ian Rappaport. And he was talking about it could be as high as three to four hundred million, which I don't think that's going to happen unless he signs like a ten year deal or something. But he's looking at getting a very healthy contract on you know in in this next deal. He's not taking less money because that's not what the team. That's I mean that's not what the players do at his position when they are looking to try and get paid for the very first time. Even the second time, nobody's taking less money. I mean, Russell, Wis- uh, Russell Wilson, I was about to say Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson just held the Seahawks hostage last offseason before he got his contract, which ended up paying him the most of any quarterback out there as far as average annual salary. He's going to be pushing $40 million. I guarantee you, Lee Steinberg, who he's he's been there, he's done that. He he's he has represented plenty of clients out there. He's got a lot of credence to his name. He is not going to let Mahomes go out there and take a contract less than what what we've seen from Matt Ryan, less than what we've seen for Russell Wilson. He is not letting him take a contract below market value. He's not going no agent is going to do that if they want to go out there and collect that. He is going to make sure that his client and I guarantee Mahomes is the same way too. They're going to try to get that big money on that first contract. You want to talk about second contract, him taking less to keep the team together? Sure. Not on the first contract. That just doesn't ever happen. Well, it directly affects what the what the agent's going to get, right? I mean, yeah, they get a commission gets, off that. Yeah, it probably gets, what, Are they willing 5 to, to 20%? Money as well? Yeah, at least Steinberg ain't going to take less That's money for I'm that. Saying. Hell no. He's going to get 5 to 20% of that next contract. You know he's not about to leave that money on the table either. I just think it's crazy that people really have convinced themselves when Tom Brady is literally the only example that you can find in modern day history of a quarterback taking less than market value for what they do. It is ridiculous. There's so many people out there. And the fact that Frank Clark went on national TV is like, yeah, man, get your money. Frank Clark knows this. He knows the business of this. When he was in Seattle in, in 29 in 2018, he was on a contract year. He knew that actually he was on the second of his he was on the second to last year. But they were gonna have to pay him big money if they were going to keep him. And they were like, Yeah, we can't afford to pay him the what is it, hundred one million dollars or whatever he ended up getting. We can't afford to pay him that, so we gotta trade him. But this is not the Frank Clark situation. This is your quarterback situation. You gotta pay him whatever he wants. There's the the Chiefs have no leverage here. And one of the big misconceptions is about how um, since the chiefs are going to, since the chiefs would in theory be paying Mahomes a lot of money, that means that some of these other guys got to go. None of these guys got to go right now. Travis Kelsey is two more years on his contract. Tyreek Hill, his contract extension begins this season. They're going to have three more years of Tyreek Hill unless they, I mean, they could get out of the contract after 2020, but I mean, you'd have to be in a really bad contract situation to cut Tyreek Hill after this season because he's only going to be 26, I think, this season. And he's still well into his prime. So you've still got plenty of good years of prime Tyreek Hill. So you're not cutting him. You're not paying uh, Damian Williams anything right now. We don't know how good McCall Hardman's going to be, so you don't have to worry about that. You've already got Frank signed long-term. You do have to pay Chris Jones if they want to pay Chris Jones money because I'm not 100% certain they're going to sign him long-term. 
probably because of the fact that he's not a great run defender. He's a great pass rusher, but he's not a great run defender. So maybe they decide we'll we'll franchise him and then trade him. We don't know what they're going to do there. So what contracts are you talking about? Talking about contracts with some of the lesser guys, some of the guys who are going to be on expiring deals. Like none of those guys are, are guys you're going to have to spend a ton of money on. The big money contract you got to worry about right now is Chris Jones. They could still pay Chris Jones and and um, Patrick Mahomes at the same time. Patrick Mahomes is not going to make forty million dollars a year starting on that contract. He's going to make probably close to thirty, but he ain't going to make all that. They'll backload it. Yeah, they'll back because that's what they always do. And then what ends up happening is restructure. They restructure yeah. towards the end, so then that money stretches out because that's what Tom Brady was doing on his starting, I don't know, 2011, he started restructuring his contract every few years, taking some of that non-guaranteed money and turning it into a signing bonus so it becomes guaranteed, and then they owe less on that year. Patrick Mahomes can do that if he really wants to to find a way to help the team out. But he doesn't have to take less money overall on that contract simply just because of the fact that, whoa, we got to re-sign some players that might leave in a, in a year or two. They don't have anybody that they need to worry about leaving anytime soon. Travis Kelsey's 30. He'll be 31, I think, by the time the next season starts, or or he'll turn 31 during the season. He is not going to be big-time money anymore. Like, maybe he asks for some more money this offseason or whatever, and they give him a little bit more, but he's not going to be getting $20 million anytime soon at his age. So who are they got to pay? Free agents? I mean, well, no, they'll most certainly take that approach with with probably both the Mahomes and and Jones contract with the renegotiation of, you know of of coming up with the with the players the the pool is going to get a lot bigger so they say we don't know the specifics yet but there's going to be a lot more room and a lot more money once they reach an agreement so they're going to backload that contract so then they can have that wiggle room um once they they reestablish that new uh the new cap yeah i mean i just i for me, I just think that so many and here's I think here's the biggest problem I have with all this is that all these people are talking like they know Patrick Mahomes personally. Like they know Patrick Mahomes the person. Not the player, the person. We oh, all Pat, feel that way. Patrick all Chiefs fans no, feel we that don't. Way. We don't know him at all. No. Pat like I'll tell you this right now. Patrick it, I, I finished before before we came up before I watched this uh this bad XFL game. I watched the it's Super great Bowl. XFL game. It's not good. <laughs> It's not good. It's great. It's terrible. Uh, what is it? Um, I was watching Super Bowl mic'd up. And it's funny because Patrick Mahomes has tried to, like, be this very friendly. You know, he's he's tried to be as family-friendly as he possibly can. He, he was in the Pro Bowl last year, and he was mic'd up. And he cursed during it. And he's like, oh, because he knew it was mic'd up, and he didn't want that to get out. He did not give a damn this year. When he was on that broadcast, he was mic'd up for that game. He was F-bombing and S-bombing and all sorts of stuff. It was hilarious to watch because he doesn't give a damn now. He's he's starting to show some of that character now, and it ain't family-friendly. And it's fine if that's not the case. But people act like they know him, and they think, oh, well, he's so nice, so he'll take less money. You don't know him personally. You don't know his ambitions Everybody in America wants to get that big time, major, multi million dollar contract that's going to set them up for the rest of their lives. Everybody would love that. And it'd be crazy if all these other people that don't know who the hell you are start telling you to take less money so that they are happier in the long run. Because Patrick Mahomes, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you're looking at it like, dude, I'm the best player in the league. I can be great with whoever. 
if they go out and they and they get rid of some of these guys and they bring in some rookies or some guys who are maybe a, a slot on another team and we bring them in in our system, we're good because I'm Patrick Mahomes. If you're Mahomes, you're looking at that because that's what happened with Tom Brady. Tom Brady was winning Super Bowls with nobody's at wide receiver. He had Wes Welker and, and, and Julian back. Edelman. He had he had running backs you can't even name. He was winning. He was winning with running backs by committee at his at, at the running back spot. He was winning with defenders that defenses that had no superstars at all on them. No Tyron Matthews. No Chris Jones. No Frank Clark's. He had Dante Hightowers and, and Devin McCourty's and guys like that. And those are good players, but those aren't superstars. People are trying to convince themselves that they know this guy, and they don't. I think we should just let him take. He's not going to ask for three, four hundred. He's going to ask for probably two hundred. I think. Let him get his money and let them worry about the contracts later. Mahomes is good enough to carry this team if he has to. He almost carried the worst defense in the NFL last year to a Super Bowl. If not for D Ford's big head being offsides, we're, we we might be talking about a second straight Super Bowl here. So let's just chill out on the whole uh, keep the band together thing. I understand where we're coming from, but man. We got the best quarterback in the league right now. Let's let this man get what he's worth. Coming up next, I answer the question as to whether or not this Chiefs Super Bowl victory is the start of a dynasty here in Kansas City. Back in here on Overtime with Jillian and Chris here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com and the radio.com app. I'm Chris Inocero. No Jillian here this afternoon. And I am joined by my producer who is returning to like a month hiatus or whatever, uh, Julio Sanchez. Thank you. Make sure you Happy follow us. Back. Yeah, I know you are. Because you got a month off and you get to chill out in the nice South Beach weather. Wonderful. I was actually really jealous when I was watching the Super Bowl coverage because, like, they're on the beach and they got the palm trees and whatnot. And, like, and, like it was actually it was actually really unseasonably warm here last weekend. <laughs> but it was like, we, it, you know, that was only going to last until late Monday. And then that stuff was going to blow out. And then next thing you know, Tuesday, we're getting snow. Tuesday, Wednesday, we're getting snow and it's wet. And it was miserable. So I was really jealous of that. So I want to jump into the talk about Chiefs and the potential that they could become a dynasty in the NFL. That's all we've heard about now. I mean, that was kind of the rumblings leading into the season and after seeing what they did last year in the playoffs and this year, some of that kind of chilled in the middle of the year because there was injuries. Mahomes certainly didn't, uh, you know, after the ankle injury he got week one, he certainly didn't look the same. The offense didn't look the same. Then when he came back and the offense got healthy, they kind of held the offense back some. So there was some doubt about the veracity of the idea that the Chiefs are going to be this dynasty in the NFL. That all went away when we got to the when we got to the Super Bowl. Chiefs won, and now that's all you're hearing the national media talk about. Are the Chiefs a dynasty? Are they going to change the the NFL? Are they going to be the new Patriots or whatever? And I think that we as and the media can talk about that all they want. That's what they do. But we as fans, we should not engage in that dynasty talk right now. And the reason why is because 
we're going to look silly if this Chiefs team next year is losing in the wild card round of the playoffs or losing in the divisional round to some, you know, the, the Titans or whoever next year. We need to understand that the NFL is not built for dynasties. There are some teams that can go out there and get it done, win two straight, win th- you know, three and four years or whatever. But that is, it's so hard to do in today's NFL with the way that free agency works, with the way the salary cap works, with the fact that after Super Bowls are won, teams end up losing some of their players. Now, this Chiefs team is not going to lose very many because all of their key players, save for Chris Jones, are, are under contract for at least another year or two. But all of their key players are signed long-term, signed for at least the next two years. So they don't have to worry about having to make any tough decisions, replace anybody anytime soon because they're set. Their core is set. And on top of that, their quarterback is is obviously Chiefs quarterback best in the NFL. But the NFL is not set up for teams to do what the Patriots do. The Patriots are a rarity in the NFL. Yeah, we've seen some teams go out there and win a few, win two, three in a row. We saw the Seahawks do it, uh, win, go to a couple in a row and lost the second one. It's so hard to get it done, though. It's so hard to continuously win. And to me, I think it's a little undue pressure for us to expect them to go out and do what the Patriots did. Now, we say, hey, let's go win three and four years or whatever. Let's win two and three years, two and four years or whatever. Okay, we can we can kind of push that if this team stays what it is and if Mahomes continues to play this great. But let's not talk about six Super Bowl wins. Let's not talk about nine Super Bowl appearances. Let's not talk about, I mean, we can hope for that, but let's not get to a point where we're being the New England Patriots fans and expecting it because that's not how the NFL is, is set up to be. Don't But don't you want... Shouldn't we expect that? I want that. We expect that. We shouldn't expect it. And to play devil's advocate, right? So while the NFL was built for parity, right? And and the and the the Patriots dynasty has has been an outlier, right? Yeah. It, It was also not built for someone like Patrick Mahomes to come in and dominate the league. The way that he's dominated. Yeah, I agree. Right? I and, agree. And and the foundation has been laid, or, or those pieces have been identified with the Patriots as far as you know, a, a Hall of Fame coach, right? A Hall of Fame quarterback, the best to ever do it. We have those pieces, so it's it's not like we just won a Super Bowl and we just kind of happenstanced into it. Those the, that foundation is, is very similar to the to the way the the Patriots were constructed, and so that's that's why I think it gives people hope, and that's why I think that talk is while a little bit premature, I think is is still somewhat justified because we do have that comparison. We do, we do have the foundation and we have the model, right, that's worked. And it is premature because they've only won one Super Bowl. So Agreed. somewhat let's, premature. Let's, if they win two, we can start talking about dynasty. But it's so hard to win Super Bowls in the NFL. It is. It and really we is. know that because it took 50 years for them to win a second one. It is hard to do it. And here's the thing about it. It's like you can have a Hall of Fame coach. You can have potentially a Hall of Fame quarterback. That doesn't guarantee that you're going to build a dynasty. Look at the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll definitely going to Hall of Fame. I think Russell Wilson's a Hall of Famer. You look at what he's done in his career. He's, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think when he finishes, he's Hall of Fame. They're not a dynasty. I mean, they went a couple, to a couple Super Bowls, and they've been pl- very, very good in the playoffs in the regular season for the last few years. Con- a mainstay in that playoffs. A team that you have to count on to potentially get to the Super Bowl. Not a dynasty, though. It's hard to do it. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, 
He's been one of the three best quarterbacks in football since 2010. He's only been to one Super Bowl. He won that one, but, but he hasn't been anymore. But w- it's what hard. piece were they missing? When, when you look at that, what piece were they missing? Right Now, he didn't have the Hall of Fame coach. He didn't have the Hall he of Fame coach. He got, he got Mike McCarthy, who's now coaching for the Cowboys. But we don't know how long Andy Reid is going to be coaching. He ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Not At least not this year. But what happens if he wins? Let's say, what happens if he, they win one next year? Maybe he decides, you know what? I want to go sit in South Beach now. I mean, not South Beach, uh, SoCal. Because he's from Los Angeles, maybe he's like I want to go. I want to go to the uh, go to down there to to Los Angeles. I want to chill in retirement. Maybe he does have that drive to try to win his mini and be the next Bill Belichick. But we don't know what his motivations That's are. Where he's, I put my money at? He's sixty one, but we we don't know. Some of these guys want to retire on top. We no, don't know that. We can't, he's waited far too long. He's coached way too long in this league to get to this point and finally have yeah. the piece that he needed to just. Give it up after a few we, years. We don't know. We don't know Super what his Bowls. priorities are. I mean, and you're right. We this, don't know. But and that's the reason why we can't take it for granted. And that's the reason why I think we is like I don't want. Here's the thing: is I don't want us to get to a point as fans where we did not enjoy the fact that this team was winning because we were only caring about winning championships every single year, and that's it. Because that's one of the things that I felt like Royals fans did when the Royals were competing for the two World Series that they were in. I felt like a lot of the the new money fans and whatnot didn't enjoy it. And then 2016, 2017 happened. The team didn't make the playoffs, and all of a sudden, now we're done with the Royals. I just don't want that to happen with the Chiefs. Because we know that there are definitely some new money fans on the Chiefs bandwagon. Not very many. Most of the people that were on that Chiefs bandwagon have been on it for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. But there definitely were some people that were buying Chiefs gear for the first time after the Chiefs won the AFC Championship game. We got to understand that. We got to understand that this is hard to do in a sport that lives on parity. This ain't the NBA. This ain't if you're the best team over the, you know, if you're the, the very best team, you're going to win two, three, four, five titles. It's not like that in the NFL. It's hard to win two in a row, let alone win three, four, and five. I think that we have to understand that this is hard to do and make sure that we are not getting caught up in dynasty talk rather than enjoying what the team is doing at that, at this point, because it's really difficult to build a dynasty in this sport coming up next. I'm going to tell you why Mahomes may become the most valuable athlete in sports really soon. Was that a was that one of our station liners? Did you play off that that off the computer? No, that's a that's a liner. <laughs> a liner. <laughs> We've got several of those. It was hilarious when me and Julie were doing the uh, the post game show, the extended post game after, um, and it was there were so many. Pe- Luckily, we didn't have too many drunk people. It was maybe like I think maybe three or four calls that we took the entire three hours that were really drunk. It was mo- it was a lot of people calling from out of Kansas City calling in i think i think bink got someone calling in from like tokyo really yeah and I, somebody called in it was a cowboys fan i don't know why the hell they called in here but a cowboys fan called in from from dallas no they were actually 
happy for the Chiefs. I was like, get the hell, get the hell out of here. Why don't you focus on your team winning the Super Bowl first? Well, it's not going to happen for a while. That's no, uh, no. Some people, some people think that the Cowboys might win it next year. They're foolish. Like the Cowboys, are like have, I think have twelve to one odds, which I think is like the fourth best, fourth, fifth best odds of all the teams in the NFL. That's foolish. A as well. lot of people think that they're that the Cowboys are going to be really good. Right. And, the, and there was an Eagles fan that, that called in and congratulated us. As they well. don't even know if they're going to be able to keep Dak. They keep messing around. They're going to lose him. How are they going to put it? How are they going to give him the fourth best odds They'll to win the Super Bowl? Him. And they haven't even given Dak a contract. They'll yet. pay Dak. Ten outs. Jerry Jones is. He's playing with fire. Is he's, what he's a doing. mess, but he's not a moron. No, he's not. He's a mess, but he's he's not a moron. He'll they'll pay him. They'll pay him. They'll pay him. They'll they'll pay him way more than they should, but they'll pay him. He'll get his money. So, one of the big dominating discussions that we have seen on national television here locally is about the value that Patrick Mahomes brings as an athlete. I think it's very clear to say now he is the top star in the NFL. I don't think there's any debate. You you cannot name a play. Tom Brady's old ass, he's done. Aaron Rodgers, I don't even think Aaron Rodgers was ever really the top star in football, though he was certainly one of the best. But now it is very apparent, it's very obvious that Mahomes is the best player in football. But now we have to talk about whether or not he is the most valuable athlete in sports. Because after this Super Bowl victory, you know... I know, all the listeners know, that Patrick Mahomes is going to be on everything. He's already on a lot of stuff now. State Farm commercials. He's in, I mean, he's got high V. Him, all those damn high V commercials we see during those Chiefs games. Oh, my God. It is. I mean, he is everywhere now. It's only going to get worse. Yep. It is. He is going to be on everything. Advertisement. I, I we were talking about this in the off season back during the summer, and I said that Patrick Mahomes will be the face of the NFL when he's on three commercials a game. He's on he's on like five or six a game right now. He is everywhere. He is all over your television. Patrick Mahomes' likeness is every. His jersey was the number one selling jersey in the NFL last year. This man has taken over this league, but. And I, I will say this. He is absolutely the most valuable athlete in America, for sure, in football. He is totally the most valuable athlete in football. But he has a ways to go before he is more valuable than, say, a LeBron James, say, a Cristiano Ronaldo, a Lionel Messi. He's getting there pretty quickly. He's getting there he's quick, getting there. Not quite, but he's getting there quickly. He's 24 going on 25. And I think when he reaches that level, I mean, we could look at – we could be looking at him and seeing him establish not quite a Jordan level brand because Jordan did it in a time where there wasn't any competition there for stardom like that. It's not not He'll, on the table though. He's not. I don't think he's gonna reach Jordan level, but I I think he'll be pretty damn close. He'll I think he'll be the the Michael Jordan of football as far as the brand goes. Because like here's the thing about like Tom Brady and Tom Brady as far as accomplishments, is the Michael Jordan of the NFL. He's not as relatable and he's not as marketable as a Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady is elitist. Tom Brady is old money. He's that old money style guy. When you see him in commercials, you don't see him doing stuff for like a high V here in Kansas City. He's not doing stuff for State Farm or Oakley. 
he's he's doing like high end stuff. Now he did do that Hulu commercial, but I mean, let's be honest here. You know, you, he's making a paltry twenty three million dollars as a quarterback. You know, you, you need a little money there, and you know, Giselle's probably yeah. like, hey man, you need to contribute more to this marriage. I'm twice as rich <laughs> as you are. Here. You need to start putting some some Get bacon on the table. Here. So that's that's probably why he's out here selling himself to Hulu. But I mean, let's be honest here. He's he did that always, for attention more than the money. He did yeah. that for his brand more than the money. No, he did it for the money. He no, was like, how much do you think Hulu paid, Hulu paid him for that? I guarantee um, you, it wasn't for the five money. Million? It's the fact that five he was to ten million, no longer in the playoffs, not really relevant, and he had to find some way to keep himself in the spotlight. Five to ten million. Yeah. It wasn't for the money. He doesn't yeah, need he the did. money. He, he got good. He got. I bet you got Absolutely really good. Not. Money. It's for the attention. He only made twenty three million dollars. He needs this money. Only he needs this money. His his wife's richer than he is, but he. I'll tell you, like. He's not as Tom Brady is not as relatable when he does ads. It's like some high end stuff. It's him advertising like these high end mattresses or whatever, where you got to go like a in a secret building at a, a secret room in a fancy hotel to lay down in. He's in like I think he did a cologne commercial a few years ago or whatever. Like this guy is he's got Ugg boots. He's the, he's advertising for like Uggs and whatnot. That's old money stuff. He's not doing like relatable brands that anybody can can get into not yet not see and i think no, this is where we need to be careful right brady's so, not going to be doing that stuff. What, but when when brady first kind of reached you know th- this level I, it was similar to patrick mahomes but he's done it for so long right he's built his brand now right he's got i don't think he was i don't look think at he was as relatable though when he was at that when he was getting that uh, well push. i think he was just as relatable with with the fact that he was a 6 round pick and came out of nowhere and he was this golden boy yeah but as a person like i don't think he related I to the average american as that. well somewhat agree with that but give it some time right the the, the hate that that brady experiences i'll tell you what kansas city fans you better be ready that, oh, that yeah. that's that's not too far off in the in the near distant future because the more exposure he gets yeah. uh, on a national level, the more criticism he's going to get as well. Yeah, we'll talk about that later on the show too. Because <laughs> I can tell you, I've it's already coming. seen it. I've already seen it. But it's like, when I look at like Peyton Manning during the time when it was Brady versus Manning. Manning was the one that was in Patrick Mahomes' position. Agreed. I would agree. Where with that. he was, he was the common man. He was the the dusty roads of the NFL. And then you've got the Ric Flair, which was one Tom Brady. Now, Patrick Mahomes is the is the common man. Patrick Mahomes is the average Joe. He's the one from, what was it, Whitefield or White Plains, whatever it is, White something, Texas. Like, he's from, like, one of the suburbs of Dallas. It's like an hour outside of Dallas or whatever. He's from... The, he's the small town kid that was overlooked. That was the two star recruit at a at a, a two star recruit going into Texas Tech. He was from Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Well, Tyler, but he I think he grew up in another in like another city. But White House, White House. That's what it is. White House, Texas. Like that's where he grew up in. Like he is the the kid that's more relatable to the average common American. And that's the reason why I think he's going to be someone that's going to be plastered all over our televisions. And I, I, I don't think he's reached that point yet, but I think three, four years from now, he'll I think he'll be the most dominant brand in professional sports. Because I don't, I mean, maybe Killing Mbappe has got a chance to, because Killing Mbappe is like with 21, so he's starting to get up there. But if there is a guy that is going to dominate just sports marketing and be the face of, uh, be the most marketable name in sports, Patrick Mahomes is going to be that now. Because you know, 
every one of these companies is going to want his name plastered on their stuff after what we've seen from him the last few years. Coming up next in a couple minutes is Julio's Web Hits. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 